Angeworthy Podcast, part of the Geekish Network. Today, we will be reviewing Tresse. Now, the premise of our show is that each week, we will binge watch a television series. Mm -hmm. And then we come right here to the Bingeworthy Podcast to provide you with an in-depth, informative, and always entertaining analysis of that program. And then at the end of the Bingeworthy Podcast, we rate the show based on our unique Bingeworthy scale. Hello, everybody. My name is Johnny Randolph, but you guys can call me Randy. And I have three extraordinary co-hosts. My first co-host is the Chicest Geek, this part of the Milky Way. He's Mr. Jet Setter Fresh himself, one half owner of the Geekish Network, and I call him the Sultan of Floss. Say hello to the people, Chuck. <laughs> What's up, everyone? I need all that introduction right. all the time. Can I have that when I walk into a room? Let me record that. Oh, we got to record it. I'm going to just put that on before I walk in the room. I'm going to walk right back out, hit play, and let it go. Then I walk back in again. That sounds hey, amazing. man, whatever makes you feel good, fam. Whatever makes you feel good. And this guy, he is internationally respected globally known i call him the game spitter because every single day on geek beast right here too on the uh, binge worthy podcast he is spitting that fire what? say hello to the people Sintel. yo what's good i feel like i left my collars at home so i need to be <laughs> popping them after that introduction baby let's go yes man do man so as I said a little earlier, this week we are we are evaluating Tresse because here at the Geekish Network, this is Tresse Week. Chuck, why don't you tell the people what is Tresse Week? Well, Tresse Week is uh, the week we're dedicating to the Filipino, Filipino-American anime that came out based on a Filipino comic book. It is the first time that we've seen a Filipino animation actually grace our screens in a streaming service and Netflix brought it to life. So we're celebrating that. You know, we have Rodney, who is actually one one half of uh, of the Geekish Network founders founders and he's Filipino and we want to celebrate this. This is the first time where they have a full Filipino cast, full Filipino writers, and they, they came and brought their culture to us. And I'm pretty sure that most of us probably learned something as we did this. So that's what Tresse Week is. Absolutely, man. And like I said a little earlier, man, it's really cool to see, you know, people of color telling their own stories, controlling their own narrative, bringing that to the world. All right, man. You all may have noticed, though, uh, when I first introduced everybody, that one of our other co-hosts, Miss Courtney Scott, right? She's not here today, but we want to bit wish her the best of luck. She's out there enjoying her hot girl summer. Mm. Today, we have a special guest. Chuck, okay. do you want to bring in our, our guest? Yeah, I bring in our guest. Is joining now. Drum roll. <laughs> All right. I see him flashing. Hey, Carl. Hey there. Hey, hey. Welcome to the Binge Worthy Podcast, sir. Glad to be here. 
Cool. Well, just a little background on Carl. Carl is a writer and independent researcher who focuses on Philippine folklore and mythology. Having graduated with a linguistics degree from the University of the Philippines, he has since been using what he learned by conducting independent research into myths, legends, and folk stories about the Philippines focusing on mythological creatures. Suffice it to say, Carl has mad geek cred. (laughs) (laughs) Hello, Carl. How you doing? I'm good. I'm good. Good, man. You're in the Philippines, right? Yep. Born and raised. What time is it there? It's 11 (laughs) a.m. Okay, okay. 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 I was like, I'm about to go to lunch after this. (laughs) (laughs) Not too bad. So, uh, Carl, uh, you're an expert in mythology uh, from creatures from the Philippines. Where did you develop this love for creatures and mythology? Well, it it started when I was an undergraduate in linguistics. We were supposed to do this paper on the numeral systems of one of the languages in the country. Um, And I was interviewing this uh, guy about it. And in between the interview, he'd tell me about this mythical creature from his province called the Minamidtalun. It's like this dog thing with feet pointing backwards. Anyway, that's what me. Uh, I dropped the original topic of my paper, focused it more on mythical creatures. And from there, I spearheaded it into my uh, thesis, which was about the myths of the Philippines as well. Nice. Mm. Nice. Love it. So tell me, do you got uh, anything you want to ask, Carl? Yeah, when when it comes to mythological when it comes to mythological creatures, I know a lot of cultures share some of the the traits and characteristics of other mythological creatures as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, for instance, like you know, there's dragons in Japan, there's dragons in in Western Europe, there's dragons all, all over the place. That's a mythical creature that's kind of shared. Um, are there any examples? Uh, within the community and culture of the the creatures that you've studied, mythological creatures that have been shared with with other other places or cultures around the world. Um, yes, there are these creatures called the Mananangal. They are self segmenters, so that means they can split themselves in half. And the top half is the one that flies and preys on pregnant women. So you can see this myth a lot in Southeast Asia. In Thailand, they call it the Krause. In uh, Malaysia, they call it the Penanggalan. So, yeah. Okay. That is very interesting. Yeah. Yeah, Chuck, you got anything you wanna? Oh yeah, oh yeah. I just wanna dive into Tresse stuff because I'm pretty sure he's the man. He has the whole blog on Tresse mythological creatures. Did you read? You read the comic, I assume. Yes, of course. Mm. Were the creatures adequately represented in the comic? 
I haven't read the comic yet. I'm trying to get my hands on it. I haven't been able to get my hands on the comic book yet. I want the physical comic book. Yeah, there are some artistic liberties that Budget mm-hmm. took with uh, depictions of the creatures. But all in all, uh, they stay pretty faithful. Okay. Source material. Okay. And uh, you saw the anime, I assume. I'm pretty sure. Oh, uh, yeah. Okay, okay. <laughs> uh, how does the comic book compare to the anime in your opinion? Uh, the comic book it's it's a bit um i find i found it harder to root for the character of alexander dress in the comic book Mm -hmm. because uh there's not much vulnerability like the stakes aren't oh are we losing he's frozen oh that's high enough Oh, you froze on us a little bit oh. there, Carl. You froze on us. Oh, okay. You lost. Sorry. You had to. You said the stakes weren't high enough. Oh, or, yeah. Okay. So yeah. yeah, sometimes the stakes aren't high enough so that you don't really root for Alexandra that much. Mm-hmm. But in the anime, there's more vulnerability okay. uh, with the character of Cressy. Okay. Okay. Well, Carl. Um... This is, we talked about it a little earlier, this is kind of the first anime focused on the Philippines. It's supported by the Philippine uh, community, the Mm -hmm. actors, the background, the showrunners, all of those things. How is Tresse being received in the Filipino community? Uh, In the Philippines, it's been getting memed a lot. It's very popular here. Nice. Nice. Mm. I, I remember I uh, Go ahead. Go ahead, Carl. I know. Go ahead. I, I heard they had one of the best marketing campaigns. They had like the Tresse um, of billboards and posters, and then people came and did graffiti over top of them. Yeah, yeah. I heard that was really It was popular. very interesting. Could you yeah. explain it to us? Because we didn't see it. We only heard about it. Right. Did you see it? Uh, Yeah, the billboards of Tresse were vandalized um, with uh, this is our city go away go away mm-hmm. in Filipino of course mm-hmm. uh, and there were found footage type of uh, CCTV where you'd see monsters vandalizing the Tresse posters Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> I like that. That That's pretty dope. I like that. That's cool. Okay. So yeah. transitioning to monsters and creatures, in the series, what are some of your favorite creatures or some of the ones that really stood out to you? Well, of course, the Esuang, which is the central Filipino mythical creature. Mm-hmm. Um there's also the Santelmo, mm-hmm. which is a pretty interesting depiction of what they get. Because, because regularly, Santelmo are said to be souls of people lost at sea. Mm-hmm. And you keep them away from sinking your boat by sprinkling salt on your sails. But in Tresa, the Santelmo is like a fire elemental that she calls up with her cell phone. 
mm-hmm. and it just burns stuff for her. Yeah, that was one okay. of my. I'm 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 glad that you I'm glad that you mentioned that because uh, we're talking about mythical creatures, and then we're we're introduced to a mythical creature who has to be summoned with modern technology. So yeah. I, I was like, huh, okay, I wonder. Like, is what is the original story behind the creature without the technology? Like, how was that creature summoned? Is there like a correlation with the cell phone and the history of how you bring it in? Can you can you speak on the history on 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 how that works? Uh, well, the cell phone summoning ritual was artistic license. <laughs> Okay. given mm-hmm. uh done by budget himself okay uh but usually you don't summon these creatures like they just appear in their realm okay okay uh, i have a question about a creature the okay. tikbalong oh tikbalong yeah, Tikbalang. So the Tikbalang is horse, but not horse. Well, you know the mixture of that creature, where that came from? Yeah. Uh, it's a reverse centaur. If Oh. So they have like the upper part of a horse and the mm-hmm. lower part of a human. Okay. Okay. Right. So, um, Oh, I'm sorry, Johnny. I, I'm over here just just going. Did you have a question? No, man, go, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Okay. So one of the things that's like really noticeable about the about the series, well, at least for me, was just how kind of like visceral some of the some of the violence and the and the, and the gore is. Um, especially with one character in particular towards the very end. There's a man who's literally cutting chunks of his body off. Uh, and, yeah. And, and making people eat them. I I had a couple of moments where I kind of had to like look away from the screen because that that that's just kind of tough to kind of just, just <laughs> kind of bring in. Um, but yeah, it served sure. its purpose. It served its purpose in being in being gruesome. Was the level of violence and blood that you saw in there was it like on par with the expectation of these creatures or like just how did you feel about that? Or did budget go too far? <laughs> <laughs> no, it. It was pretty much what you'd expect from stories like this. Because if you talk about Aswang, it's very bloody, especially the depictions that they have with local movies. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, it's just, it just met expectations. Okay. Okay. Uh, Another quick question. This is, this is your personal opinion. Are there any mythological creatures that you really love and people should know about from the Philippines? Oh, yeah, definitely. Um, there is this being called the Ta'awi. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's a monster that eats people, but it cannot digest eyeballs. Oh. So if you capture it and rip open its stomach, you can resurrect its victims from the eyeballs. Really? How difficult is it to capture one, though? Very difficult. Okay. Um, in in descriptions, it says it is as fast as the wind. Mm. Oh wow! What's the origins of that story? Like, who who actually created that 
type of monster? It's a creature from the Maranao ethno-linguistic group in mm-hmm. Mindanao, in the Philippines. Okay. So if I'm interested in mythological creatures and folklore and all of those things, what is a good source where I could go to to satisfy my appetite? Well, no, it's backwards. But here, Damiana Eugenio's Philippine Folk Literature Series, that's a great source for this. Um, also, Maximo Ramos's Creatures of Philippine Lower Mythology, which is like a dictionary for mythical creatures. I have one better. I have a better source. Philippine Spirits, your website. <laughs> I was hoping you were going to say that, but you're humble and I appreciate it. You plug the book, so. <laughs> yeah. So we'll grab your book and we'll get the go to the website. I'm going to post it out there for people. Right. Um, yeah, I had uh, thank you. Man. One more question. Go ahead, Santel. Yeah, I had one more question because I'm 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 fascinated by by mm-hmm. what it is that you study in linguistics is one. Um, so, all right. So as as an anime fan, like there's like you kind of get looked down upon if you if you listen to like English dubs. You know, it's yeah. kind of like 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 the purists will look at you and be like, "Man, you over here listening to dubs? I don't know if you you real right." <laughs> so. I gotta ask. I only watched the English dub version. Um, did you did you uh, listen to listen to it in 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 its native tongue? And if so, mm-hmm. would you recommend that over the English dub? And why? Uh, okay, this is a hard one because <laughs> uh, it's very the the Tagalog dub has been very controversial. Okay. A lot of people feel like they should have just gotten actual voice actors instead of a Philippine celebrity because that's who they eventually mm. got. Uh, honestly, I would recommend watching it in English first. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. okay. So you hear that all you anime purists, it's okay to watch the English. <laughs> Don't judge me. I know, I, I know how you all get. <laughs> okay. Yeah. No, in my, I, I got tons of questions. I mean, I just want to make sure I'm not hitting y'all over the head. Because I, I, I enjoyed do, the project. Do I your thing, man. Do you have time? First of all, let's ask Carl, does he have time to stay a little longer? Or do you have yeah. somewhere to go? Okay, he has a little bit of time. Oh, we got to get into this, Intel. We got to get to the show. Oh, I am. I am. Because, you know, you get a chance to, to, to veg out from a different perspective, right? Uh-huh. So, and, and that's kind of, that kind of jumps into this question as well. As somebody uh-huh. that watches anime, you know, I definitely respect your geek gangster. What what other projects in, in, in the culture would you like to see portrayed as, as another anime? Like, what, what would you put on the list? Um, Arnold Aris, the mythology class, definitely. I'm, I'm, uh, I'm looking all this stuff up as you talk. Arnold Aris, mythology class. What else? El Arcangel. So that's already getting an anime treatment. Uh, Tablay, it's this story that's turning into a graphic novel about uh, Mecca Philippine mythical creatures. Nice. 
Nice. Okay. And I promise you, I'm going to shut up now and let everybody else speak. (laughs) (laughs) So, uh, Carl, I mean, you're studying folklore and mythology. I mean, I don't know if that is a very lucrative or uh, sort of profession or background. So what gives you kind of the kahunas to go out there and say, I'm going to really follow my passion and do what it is that I want to do. And if somebody else came to you and was like, hey, I'm interested in doing this as well, what advice would you give them? Well, I would tell them it's a lot of work for not that much appreciation. Because mm. uh, you, like for me, I travel all over, well, I used to travel before the pandemic happened mm-hmm. around the Philippines to get insights on mythical creatures. So it's rough um, to anyone that wants to do what I've been doing. You just got to be patient and stay the course because I do it because I love it. Like, I I just find it so fascinating and interesting that I might as well do it because, like, if and they always say uh, in linguistics, if not now, when? If not you, who? Right. Okay. okay. I got one more follow-up for you, and I'll let mm-hmm. Chuck jump in there. Okay, in mythology, let's say Greek mythology, Zeus is king of the gods, right? Mm-hmm. Or if we talk about Egyptian mythology, we've got uh, Osiris and Isis. In the mythology, specifically with Tresse, or we could go with uh, Filipino mythology, who's just the biggest badass amongst all the creatures and the gods or anything <laughs> like that? Because the thing with mythology in the Philippines, and I don't like to use the word Filipino mythology, because there are 175 ethno-linguistic groups in the country, each oh, with wow. their own gods and goddesses and their pantheons. Wow. Usually in pop culture, the head honcho god is called Bathala. But the problem is that he's from the Tagalog pantheon. Okay. So they'd have... Uh, you'd have equivalents of like Gaigayoma in Tingwian myth and other stuff. Okay, okay. Uh, do we have anybody in the chat that uh, has a question for Carl? This is so exciting. Yeah, it is. Carl, we would have you on here all day if we could. <laughs> anybody out there? This is a good opportunity. Yep. Angie's. Okay. All right. Well, until then, Chuck, do you have a uh, have a question? No, I don't want to burn up too much of Carl's time, and okay. we had to get to the rating mm-hmm. of this show because we got to dive deep. Carl's gonna listen to us mispronounce all kinds of names today. Forgive forgive me now for that because yeah, that's forgive us all, happy. Carl. <laughs> I will give my best, though. We will certainly give my best try. Oh. Which creatures in Tresse was your favorite? Wilding Child asked the question. Oh, uh, the Tikbalang, I guess. Mm-hmm. Maliksi. Mm-hmm. The, uh, 
romantic interest of Tresse. Okay. It's oh. interesting. Because, like, in the myths, there are three golden hairs on the top of the Tikbalang's mane. So if you wrestle it and get those three uh, golden hairs, you can make it your slave. And oh. it will have to obey your uh, request. Wow, that's probably almost impossible to get those three golden hairs. Is there a story where somebody actually got the three golden hairs from one? Yeah. Okay. There are a few. Okay. Okay. I don't go ahead. Go ahead, Chuck. I don't I, I don't have any more questions. I mean, I'm I'm just impressed. I'm in awe right now. Yep. Cause I was Absolutely. like, I gotta read more about these creatures after I watched the show. Yeah, man. And like, I don't know, like in school, we I never really learned about that from a Filipino perspective. It was always mm-hmm. like Greek and Roman, a sprinkle of some Egyptian things like that. But it's a whole big old world out there. And I appreciate you coming here to help expose us to all the, the great things that uh, coming from the mythology and the culture and the folklore and all those things. Of course, no problem. Yeah, yeah. Thank you, Carl. We probably have to have you on here once more because we're pretty sure more things are going to come out of the Philippines now. As they, should. yeah, of course, yeah. And you let us know when you're working on something. Yep. When your when your anime right. comes. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. Yeah. Hey, you got a home. You got a home and friends here at the Gigish Network, Carl. We appreciate your time. Yeah, we sir. appreciate your time. Thank you so much. Thank you. You have a good day. Enjoy the rest of your day. All right. Take care. Have a good day, guys. Bye-bye. Bye. But that was awesome. It was awesome. Yeah. A nice little geek dive. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. It's a nice little geek dive. Absolutely. Yeah, geek dive. We're going to start using that. Yeah. Yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead, Chuck. I hope the chat really enjoyed that. Yeah, I hope so, too. That was our first special guest on the Geekish Network. The second on Mingeworthy, but our first on the Geekish Network. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, the, and, and, and it was a good, it's a good selection because mm-hmm. one of the big things that, that moved the story in Tresse are the creatures yeah. or the, the, the mythical creatures. So Absolutely. Who, who is an expert in that area is that, that was just a very good decision. I hope everybody got a lot out of it. So we we had a great guest. Uh, we don't mm-hmm. we won't be respectful of everybody's time. So we're gonna just jump right into this. FYI, they're gonna be mad spoiler alerts. <gasps> so if you yeah. haven't watched it and spoilers bother you, you need to turn this shit off right now and then <laughs> watch the replay after you've uh, watched the series. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I say since we spent so much time with Carl, we just take the next 30 minutes just to hash it out. Everything. Yeah, absolutely. That's what I'm saying. That's yeah. That's what I'm saying. So, man, I'm going to start here with you, Sintel. So, we came into this world, Tresse, and we, we've been talking about it, right? So, we've got mythological creatures. We got zombies. We got horror things. We got murder mystery. We even got some uh, Fast and the Furious streetcar racing in this series. So, it's really dynamic. <laughs> I'm interested in your opinion of how do you think this story weaved all of these elements, these different elements together? 
Okay, so here, here's the thing. I was wondering that because as the as we're going along taking this journey, a lot of it, a lot of the individual episodes could kind of stand on their own because mm. you get introduced to like one particular type of creature and then the story behind it and the influence on that particular story. So a lot of it was kind of like standalone. So when we're getting when we're getting like closer to the end, I'm like, how's this all going to tie together? And they do a very good job of all the pieces, all the individual stories. Mm-hmm. the the purpose behind it and and it and it works you're like oh okay now i can see like the full big picture you can watch just the last episode and kind of get a really good gist of of all the players and and, and what the, what their purpose was mm-hmm. it was a, it was really ambitious to 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 do all that and compile all of that into six episodes yeah. um six uh, 30 minute episodes yeah yeah six 30 minute episodes i mean it was it was jam-packed full of stuff uh i was impressed by that because there's a lot there's, we reviewed some stuff that just wasn't able to to accomplish that feat mm-hmm, with the amount of mm-hmm. episodes i wish i wish it was longer i wish it was maybe like two more episodes longer but that's just because i'm just greedy you know it didn't it didn't necessarily have to have two more episodes i just wanted another two more episodes i would have liked a little two more episodes two more episodes as well because i thought they could have fleshed out some things a little bit more like uh i love episode six where they're uh talking about uh his father alton and how he kind of manipulated things and i thought if we got like a little bit i thought if we had some more episodes we could have actually seen those events Mm -hmm. and when uh tresse went into what was it the tree and to go through her rites of ritual passage, I thought it would have been cool to see some of the challenges and adventures that okay. she that she went through. And so it wasn't necessarily that we needed it, but I thought like we could have really fleshed this thing out if we had a couple more episodes. Yeah, I agree completely with that, brother. Yes, sir. Yeah. So, Chuck, man, uh, you know more about animation than anybody that I know. <laughs> what did you how did you feel about the quality of the animation for this series? Uh, the quality of the animation was okay. Um, it was definitely inexpensive animation, you could tell. I do love the art style. The art style, is, I think, was beautiful, um, if it's fitting. I I wish Netflix would, could see the beauty of what this story was and, and at least double or triple the budget of it all. Um, there's a lot of stills in it, a lot of cheaply done anime. It's a very smart animation style. It felt like something that came on Cartoon Network. They, they they were targeting a specific viewer, but they were unsure if this was going to do well or not. Like I think, you know, people said there was a pilot. There's a pilot episode. I think this was a pilot season. That's what it felt like to me. Huh. It felt okay. like this is good. The animation was good enough to sell. The story trumped animation. The story was so good and some introducing of the characters. Um, you know, I wish there was more movement in the in the animation itself, but the art style I do love. I love how they drew the characters, and particularly the combo, the twins. Yeah, I really man, did right. like them. I liked how yeah, they felt, man. and I wish we had more characters like that. Not, we had a limited number of characters we dealt with, too. Yeah. The Philippines is a very big place, and I wish we could have delved into more. And that's why we would have had a couple more episodes. I feel mm-hmm. like we could have mm-hmm. done some of those things. Because I'm imagining when she went into that tree for five years, it was all kinds of just like yeah. dope shit we probably would have came into. She was gone I'd for imagine, five years. I'd imagine yeah. you could probably run an entire season just off yeah. of what's on in the tree. Yeah. Oh, and what her father was doing outside the tree. 
Yeah, man. You're gonna you think he he went to war after he put it on the tree. Like he we went to war. Yeah, we gonna talk about the father yeah. because I got I got some questions about. Yeah, him. <laughs> yeah. Like yeah. How much of what he's saying is true. Like yeah, man. So but we gonna talk. About <laughs> yeah, we're talking we about, talk that. about that. Yeah, yeah. There's so many questions I have leaving this uh -oh. season. Like when she came back after she went into the the uh, altered world mm -hmm. with the the God of War. Mm -hmm. And she came back. We don't know what time period she's in. But we it's do know is yeah. that everybody she loved behind her was assumed dead. Like even the twins were gone. Like they all yeah. were there and they're waving at her, right? They're all lined up and they're waving yeah. at her when she had the vision of them. So we're not exactly. even sure if so, they're still alive or not. Absolutely, man. So in this series, like we've talked about all the creatures, but one of the things that I noticed is we saw some like government corruption. Mm -hmm. police brutality mm -hmm. exploitation of the poor so it infused a lot of political elements yeah. um how do we uh Sintel, how do you think that impacted the story yo the police brutality was one of the i mean for obvious reasons uh, right. the police brutality was one of the first things i like really picked up i'm like yo y'all really about to go there and and that that whole moment of what's my name you know i felt that you know, tell me their names. And then there was, of course, there's the reveal when, you know, he's like, you know, I'm haunted by these names. Um, tell me yours so that I can, you know, have have reverence with, with that as well. Mm -hmm. But it lets you know that some of the some of some of the connecting issues that we have can be global issues. You know, mm. there's political corruption. That's the thing that we see here on the state level and the national level. You see it on national levels in other countries as well. Uh, abuse of power. Um, that, that's just, it's to, to incorporate that because a lot of these monsters are kind of like gangs, right? Mm -hmm. And, and mm -hmm. there is kind of like gang warfare within the city and the manipulation of, of power structures in order to, to enforce their will and the people that suffer from it. Uh, the small people through police brutality, uh, corruption through, through elected officials. So it, it was just cool that they put these mythical creatures in real world situations and, and connected the dots and, and, and made it be like, OK, I can kind of see that happening. No, no, it shocked me when I saw this. Humans are still the real monsters. Mm, yeah, because uh, the mayor was horrible. Like he was just humans horrible. are still the real monsters. Yeah. And those cops were out there. I was like, ah, yeah, they're pissing me yeah. off already. And, and the Philippines see, is going through that right yeah, now. Yeah, absolutely. Their president is on some real Donald Trump like shit, like, like, like real bad. Like, like kill kill everybody that's assumed to be drug dealer. Yeah, like um, we don't well that, we don't question them. We just execute them. Well that, well, that definitely speaks, you know, a lot of truth to the art. You know, your art mm -hmm. is what you is, is based a lot of times on your environment. So it, it speaks that truth. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. Good, good for them. Good, good for the writers to, to yeah, be bold, yeah. to be bold in the art. Uh, one, one thing I liked about this: the comic book is in black and white. Is it and, always because it started that way? Yes, yeah, it's still always in, black, in and white? black and white. It's in black and white. And there was talks at Netflix about making this black and white, and they mm -hmm. push it into color. And I I'm thought glad that, they did color though. I'm glad that would have been interesting. Because yeah. as bloody as it is, as bloody as it is, I think you need to see the red. I, but, I mean, imagine if they made it all black and white and the blood is red, like kind of like Sin that City. would be kind of cool, like a Sin City kind of thing. Film. That's what I was thinking, Sin City. Yeah. Yeah. But I do like the fact they use color. I do it because they use really good muted colors. Like nothing was like really, really bright. 
it felt a lot of things felt neutral. Yeah, I thought this series was brave and uh, a lot of things it did because and I'm going to skip ahead just a little bit. Episode, I think it's three where we have about the actress and she has a baby and souls with babies. I was like, oh, shit. Netflix really took it there. They show her killing a baby, leaving one in the room, and then the souls of the babies coming back to haunt them. So I thought this series, it did not play it safe at all. Mm -mm. Uh, Chuck, what are your thoughts? Man, I thought thought this series went there. I think they went there a number of ways. The fact they went into Tagalog, I think it's Tagalog. I won't say that's the language they use. It's safe. They, and and Tagalog, on, the, on, the, yeah. on, on, on the on my subtitles, it says Filipino. I was like, there's no language called Filipino <laughs> in the Philippines. <laughs> Filipino. And um, I'm assuming it's Tagalog. Um, that they actually spoke it. And they brought it up. And I thought that was powerful. Because they could have played it completely safe and made it all in English. The fact they used native tongue in certain talk, uh, parts. And that the the voice cast in English I, I kinda enjoyed. And I thought it was good. I thought I thought the monsters are good. They didn't spend too much time exposition explaining who they were and what they were. I was wore. happy for that. They just they just it was like they dropped you in this world and you just ride with it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So how'd you feel about cause a lot of times I think series get bogged down. They try mm-hmm. to explain every iota mm-hmm. about the creature or mm-hmm. the or anything and it just it can slow the story down i think we saw that in yasuke when we were mm-hmm. evaluating it it kind of slowed it down the constant flashback so mm-hmm. but this series as Chuck pointed out just kind of went with it and we didn't get a bunch of backstory do you feel like that was effective for the story or would you have yeah. wanted to know more well there, there were some things i did want to know but I, t- I understood that that speed is of the essence and like for instance the methods that were used in the conjuring uh, they didn't really go into a lot of detail regarding those those methods. You just saw her doing a lot of the stuff, and you just kind of just went with it. And I was, and I, I thought that was pretty cool. Um, like for instance, there's the thing with the bottle cap that's on the edge of the string. You know yeah. that was kind mm-hmm. of like used as like a seeker per per se. Mm-hmm. Well, you Almost just got a compass. Use... I thought it was like yeah. a compass. Yeah. Right. Well, you compass, ju- yeah. you just have to use the context of of its application to figure out like kind of like what, what it is. Uh, with the eyeball as well. You know, they didn't. You just kind of put you see the context, and then you mm-hmm. see oh, it's the last thing the person kind of saw before before they passed. Uh, even with the ritual circles and stuff like that, like that for the sake of speed. Uh, and not getting bogged down in, in into the details because you could have easily had these long expositions like you see in a lot of uh, anime like films like Naruto and Dragon Ball Z or whatever it is where they have an entire episode explaining a specific style, you know, what I'm right, saying right. like this this series didn't have the time for that, and I appreciate them for for speeding up the process when it comes to those specific techniques. Mm-hmm. Interesting, good. So I've noticed, man, we've been talking about fifteen minutes, and we haven't even mentioned the protagonist of uh, the series Alexandra Tresse so she's the Lakin the, she's the connect between the mythical world and the human world uh, she's a fighter you know uh, her father was a, a badass so what do we think about the protagonist of this series uh, Chuck what are, you, um, what are your feelings on uh, Tresse I think I'm going to say this is maybe controversial to the Filipino community I think Shay Miller was a great voice for Alexandra Tresse, that somber, I thought she was cool. She remind me of Constantine, but not Constantine at all. 
Uh, she 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 remind me of that. She remind me of like she felt like kind of like she knew the world and she was content of being in this world. And um, she was a detective. She was there to solve all the missions that had magical and mythical creatures involved with the, for the police department. And she wasn't afraid. She was not fearful of anything. You know. What are your thoughts, Intel? Uh, the Constantine uh, reference is, is really good. It's really good, Chuck. Um, I felt that Im- immediately. And I, I'm a huge Constantine fan. He's just cool, you know. Mm-hmm. He deals with otherworldly activities and still has like a bit of a Batman element. Her, ha- her, her hands and her, her combat is more it's Batman-esque right. than, than, yeah, than she's, Constantine she's badass. is. She's badass. Um, yeah, because she got, she got hands for you. Like mm-hmm. you. Yeah. If you really want that work, she she got it for you. And then there's like a little bit of a Batman esque with her double Robins as her sidekick. They 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 help mm-hmm. with detective work, and they're just bodyguards that that can give you that work as well. And you still have like a bit of like the Commissioner Gordon kind of feel that goes along with it with with the um uh, police the, the police the, the, with with yeah. the police chief. So there was a lot of. I'm not sure if that's who the writers and the creators of the story were basing it on, but I I would believe that they would have like a strong influence on on her character. I thought she was okay. Uh, she she may not be the warmest person to warm up to regarding mm-hmm. re- regarding her her character, but if you think about the space that she's in and the things that she sees, it, it makes sense that she would seem kind of cold. Whereas Constantine, um, it's it's easier to give him to let him off the leash because he he kind of like falls into alcohol and he's smoking his cigarettes or mm-hmm. whatever it is, mm-hmm. his yeah. vices in order to kind of like <laughs> justify the way he acts. She doesn't really have that, so no. it's just she, she, I liked her. She just wasn't to me. She wasn't the star of the show. If, if that makes sense. There was other elements of the show that I liked that made it a lot more and those watchable are things, than specifically yeah. her. And for her to be in the protagonist and push the story a lot, like outside of her honey things, we don't know that much about her. That's why I thought another two more episodes, we could have, those are things we could have fleshed out maybe yeah. a little bit more but, about her. Okay, um, can I say something to Cintel? Like, like, you know, where he relied on, al- where Constantine relied on alcohol and and drink and smoking mm-hmm. she cried she cried in this episode like she got her moments mm. to herself and yeah. she cried to herself twice we got twice. twice crying yeah like she she was still in pain from what happened to her father she came back he, she pushed he pushed her. she lost her mother she necessarily doesn't know how she lost her mother right her mother was like, go to the hiding place. She saw the body. She saw she the body. She did, but she said, oh, we did see the body. She did walk yeah, by. Yeah, walk by the body. Yeah. But she, right. her mother said, go to the hiding place right now. Don't come out until, we, until I come and get you. Yeah. So, yeah. So you don't know what and happened there. We don't know how old she is. I was interested because mm-hmm. she looks to me really young. Mm-hmm. Like she, and she's still growing in her power and her knowledge. Because yeah. when she went into the, the 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 tree or whatever, she looked like she was about 16, 17 years old. When she went into the tree, she yeah, she didn't seem that old though. I don't know. She didn't seem very old to me when she went into it. No, she didn't. And I don't know old. how long they age or what time period it is, but she did not mm-hmm. look mm-hmm. very old. All we know is the all. twins were boys. They were like young teenage. They were young boys, and they were men when she came back out. Yeah. Or are we serious? So that, They're men. 
let's transition to. Oh, go, go ahead, Cecilia. Go ahead. No, no, no. Please, let's let's take that transition. I was gonna say let's transition over to the brothers, man. I absolutely love them as adults. Uh, Crispin and Basilio. 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 Yeah, mm-hmm. they were just amazing to me. Like just uh, and we talked about maybe uh, Tresse was a little stoic. They definitely were not. They were visceral. They were raw. So uh, how are we feeling about how, uh, the brothers, Intel? Yo, I, I really loved them when it was the drag street racing episode when they saw the other mm. two spirits. And, they, you know, and they went over like they knew that they were spirits of the two ladies spirits, even though we didn't as, as the audience. Mm-hmm. But they went over kind of like the holler. Like, hey, you know what's <laughs> yeah. going on over here? Let me get these out quick. Yeah. yeah, I mean, and it just made it just 100%. made them a lot, a lot. Yeah, it made them a, a breathing more life into them because their faces without the masks are a little, a little flat. But then when you put the masks on them, it adds a whole other element to them mm-hmm. because they look dope. And then, and then it's just kind, of, it, it's just cool to just see them have that pistol work to go along with it. Like I've never seen that done before, like yeah. like that. They, they were a lot of fun. They breathed a lot of life. Yeah. And they showed the humanity of Tressate. I think they showed the humanity of Alexandria, too. Because when she didn't need to escape, they grabbed her and they flew off with her. Like, it wasn't her own power that she could do that. Like, she was there. Like, when she was in the in the house and, he's, and they were like, we're not going to wait for you to come bust up in here. We knew it was right. time to bust up in here. Right. We're going to have some fun. You can't leave all the work to yourself. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, and and, and, yo, and after the race, after the, the race. Out in the yeah. Yeah. yeah, I thought I thought it was really cool. Like after the race, the prize was them, and they didn't realize that. So they were, the <laughs> so they were the sitting morning. there with the spirits, and they're like, "Oh, we were the prize, we were the <laughs> bossing, bossing. We're the prize, bossing." I was like, she sat there and threw them out there. She pimped out her little brothers. <laughs> Another little funny moment to me mm-hmm. was when they were in the back of Hank's car, and you know he's got the old school roll down. They're like, "How the hell do you roll down the window?" So like a bunch of kids, <laughs> it's this disconnect. Uh, the kids don't know how to do it. I thought that was funny, and I thought they were important, mm-hmm. like because they really did have a bond with Tressa, right? Yeah, I mean, yeah. They're su- they're brother and sisters at this point, right? Yeah. I mean, oh, yeah. they're they're, they're yeah. family. Yeah. And I thought that they were needed in this series to yeah. show like her real connection with people, not just on like this is duty, but I do this out of love. Yeah. Right. Yeah. At first she didn't want to, right? She was right. like, you know, they're 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 children of the god of war. I mean, can you blame her? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That man killed killed his lovers. Like, I'm gonna kill these boys oh, too. Don't man. worry about he was it. Like he gave me more more food to eat or whatever it was that he said. I was like, dang, you gonna oh, really? Yeah, wow. when he killed her, when she bought him back, you were saying to yourself, "What?" So you thought like. At least I did. I thought like they're gonna rule as husband and wife or attempt to. He was like, I don't really need I don't you. Need you. Don't need you. <laughs> It was uh, it's yeah, truly thanks. on some Trigon sh- a level. Yeah. It was Trigon level, like yeah. Raven's father. Like, yeah. I killed your mother because yeah. I didn't need her. She's a human, too. She has to die. <laughs> yeah. And uh, I think the showrunner for this, I think I read in my research somewhere that he actually used to work for DC, and he did a lot of the DC Dark uh, animated yeah. stuff. So 
when you all were talking about Constantine and some Batman, mm-hmm. like I could definitely see those influences mm-hmm. in the way the show was depicted. I'd be interested how the comic depicts because uh, Carl even says she she's different. She's different in the comics than she yeah. is yeah. in the animated version. Yeah, yeah. The fact that she made her more vulnerable, he said, made her good in the animated version. Mm-hmm. I had heard, I don't know how much truth this whole, maybe you, in your research you might have heard it. I had heard the original concept for Tracey was that she was supposed to be a he. It was supposed to be a guy. Mm. Um, and I wonder if how that would have like changed the tone. I think them going with a with a female protagonist was was a great idea, especially mm-hmm. considering the bond that she had with her mother and then that daddy daughter relationship. I think just really worked well on 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 the screen. I don't know if it would have translated as as well per se. With yeah. That. Um, and then I, it's just cool to see a lady badass too. Right. 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 And we don't just see like uh, a white male doing it, and so we see a woman doing it, and a woman like it, it's cool, it's cool, and we need more of that in all universes out there, right? We need, yep. we need more more women protagonists out there, more women writers out there, absolutely. Yep. Okay. You know, you know something I kind of wish. It's a little bit off the subject, but I kind of wish that the default play was is the the, the native tongue is is it Pinoy? Is that is did I, I say it that? You say Pinoy. Yeah, Pinoy. Okay. Okay. I kind of wish that the default setting to to play and hear it was the what was the native tongue, because it would have forced you initially to have to hear it the way it's supposed to originally be said. Because there's there's something like we've had this conversation a couple of times regarding listening to the English dubs com- compared to hearing how how it was originally uh, uh, voice dubbed, and it would have been cool to hear that story being told in something that may not be familiar to a lot of people in, in the states that 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 particular language and hear that style of storytelling and then give us the option to switch to english you know i would have rather that because i think we probably would have even been more involved in the culture if you given that option first mm-hmm. so absolutely I, I, that's just one thing it's a small thing yeah, because we saw that with jujitsu kaisen like uh watching the the japanese version like it was vastly superior yes. to the English dub version. And yeah. going back and watching it that way, yeah. So I can definitely see how that can uh, bring us into the culture. Yeah. But, but Carl brought us something uh, important. His same thing happened with Lakeith Stanfield. He said mm. they brought in celebrities and then bring in voice actors for it. Was that for the for, for, the, the, for, the, fil- for, the, for the Filipino for the Philippine. version? Mm-hmm. Oh, so oh, they pulled a Lakeith, huh? They pulled, yeah, they pulled a Lakeith. Yeah, they just bought in somebody who was famous. They brought in a bunch of famous actors so like, and not voice well, actors. I wonder where they like eat, like what they even bought in, like what's the Filipino Kim Kardashian version, right? So we want to make this popular. So we get somebody out there that's really popular. Maybe mm-hmm. it impacted the quality. Oh, I bet that's going to be frustrating. Or they said, like, who, who's Lakeith uh, for the twins? Like, who do we get there? Like the Clee Stanfields of the twins and the Donald. The Donald uh, Glovers. Yeah. The you only know, thing that I'll say is, but they're not voice that's actors. A animal, but, yeah, that's yeah. Too, too different. That's a different muscle. Mm-hmm. The only thing I'll say is that maybe they actually don't thought that Lakeith would do a good job, and yeah. once yeah. he got the job, you know, he just 
he just didn't execute. Because like, <laughs> Lakeith isn't a household name. It's not He's like, not. oh shit, Lakeith Stanfield. I don't. I mean, for people who are fans of his projects, but. He's not gone. Yeah, he he's a great actor. In. That's what's crazy. He's yeah. a very good actor. And that's the thing that maybe, yeah, they thought he just did. But we don't, we don't want to bash on. Yeah, 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 yeah. This, yeah, yeah. this, 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 this so, is so, Tres so, 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 yeah, Tresse. So, they essentially say, that's what Carl said the Filipino voice was like. He said, he started off watching in English first. Because they, because, okay. because Shay's a voice actress and they had mm-hmm. all the actors they have from the Philippines here, the twi- they have both of those skills. You got to think they're like, Black actors and actresses, where you you're a comedian, you're a voice actor, right. you're a stunt person, you're a normal actor, you're a stage actor, right. like you're everything when you when you do when you do in Hollywood because you have to be. Okay, you're just trying to get uh, work. One of the characters, uh, they, I don't know, they stood out a little bit to me was Nuno, right? Yeah, uh, Nuno. You know, the guy, mm-hmm. he's coming out of the sewer. Uh, he's a snitch, right? He's snitching <laughs> on the underworld with uh, uh, with Tresse. Yeah, uh, yeah. So, I mean, we've had a lot of snitches in literature, right? I think of Bubbles from The Wire, mm-hmm. uh, Huggy from Starsky yeah. and Hudge. Yeah. Uh, we even go Leon at the... Leo DiCaprio <laughs> went and departed. So he's, you know, he's up there with the famous snitches, at least to me. And at first I thought he was kind of a bumbling character. Like y'all are almost, uh, what's the dude's name from Star Wars? Uh, Jar Jar Binks. Yeah, Jar Jar Binks. But like mm-hmm. his arc, he had a full arc, I thought, mm-hmm. in this series. From who he started off to even in the middle to who he eventually became. Yes. Uh, how did you guys feel about Nuno? Uh... I actually I, I liked the arc. Mm-hmm. I thought it was yeah, interesting. I, I, I liked the arc because I didn't like him at first because I'm like, here goes the snitch. There's always one. Um, yeah. And then and then when you find out that he had, he had a, a bigger scheme, a bigger plan, mm-hmm. I was like, okay, that was cool. I, I, I did. I honestly didn't see that coming. So yeah, I know that, that was a total surprise. I mean, when he came out as a snitch, I was like, he's a snitch with some badass creatures with him, though. That's what I thought yeah. of him because they because that the brick creatures popped was up. Dope. Like, what? Yeah, they're like what? Nuno, I thought Nuno was like the flea king. Like he's 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 like the guy that runs the underwork underground mob, like mm-hmm. like all the thieves and stuff, and he snitches on the side. As he don't care about <laughs> nobody but himself. <laughs> like, look, I have my underworld. I got my muscle, but I snitch on people in a minute. It ain't me. <laughs> and that's one of the things. The game. I liked his look too. I thought me his too. look was cool. I thought the art style for him was really cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and those are some of the things like I'm looking forward to in season two because, as we said, and it. It helped the project. We didn't get a lot of backstory, but we can build on a lot of characters mm-hmm. uh, if this is uh, a season two. And I mm-hmm. hope they give us uh, I hope they give us eight or even 10 episodes or even expanded maybe like 45 minutes as opposed to 30 minutes, because mm-hmm. I really enjoyed being in this world. Yeah. Well, let's let, let's jump to the, the the big bad, the big bad. Sintel, I know you love a good villain. I know. I know that's your thing, man. Hey, <laughs> baby, that's my bag. <laughs> so I'm- was it the God of War? What's his name? Uh. Oh man! Let me see. Let me pull up his name. Yeah, I just had it. I just had it. Okay. Yeah. One of the things, though, that I he in episode six, he's telling Mm -hmm. Tresse like, "Yo, father ain't the hero you thought he was." Uh, I got. I got the guy's name. His name is Datu Talagbasao. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So the first question I want to ask is, do you think he is telling the truth? We'll go with you, Santel. I do. (laughs) 
I do too. I do too. He's telling the truth. He's like, listen, it's not as sweet as you think it is. Yo, I like him because he's like, his whole bag is like, listen, I'm like Mother Nature. I just come. I'm like the seasons. You fighting against something that happens all the time. Yo, this time comes up. I destroy stuff. I reset it, and I let y'all have fun until my next coming. This is a cycle, baby. You you fighting you fighting the inevitable, and I mm-hmm. felt that. You know, he's not mm-hmm. he's not tearing shit up just because he's tearing shit up. This is his purpose. This is my job. You mad at me because I'm clocking in, you know? Mm-hmm. And your daddy didn't even tell you the truth that this is my job. <laughs> your daddy's selfish. I need to get that. <laughs> You understand your, your daddy got other he's selfish to the point that all your friends and your mama even died because he's selfish. This is what I do. That's why I liked him. And he's like, if you yeah. want these hands, I'll give you these hands. Man. But I still gotta clock in. Yeah. <laughs> so what about you, Chuck? Like you think uh you think he's telling the truth, or maybe he's manipulating it? What, what, Man, what are your I thoughts? I think he's telling the truth too. I think I think he was a badass. I, he was like my favorite character. He was like, look. This is what needs to be done. Your daddy's been lying to you. Your daddy's so evil. He killed your twin sister. He mm. killed your twin sister. Mm. You know, because he didn't want to what see what happened. Because your mom and daddy had four kids, and they knew it's the six, the sixth child of the sixth child. And your mama got pregnant with twins. Mm. And he was trying to avoid what all the prophecies were saying. Yeah, he so didn't he realize did the property was on him. Killed your, yeah. killed your like, sister. Like, that ain't that ain't your sister tonight. He, nah, he killed her. Matter of fact, he knew it so well, he kept it secret from everybody because nobody paid that much attention to it as much mm. as he did. And he right. knew it was happening. He's like, well, I'm about to have five kids, so it ain't going to happen to me. <laughs> Boom. And then the prophecy had a way with him and gave him six kids. Yeah. And it involved the whole underworld and all the humanity. Yep. Humanity, like it was li- a civil war, right? It was basically yeah, yeah. a he civil basically war. caused a civil war to cover it all up. Yeah, and so the other, that's and the other group when was she like, went, Yo. when she went into the tree, when she went into the tree, I wonder what happened. Me too. After that's that, here. me too, man. I want to know what happened to the other four kids. Yes, where, what happened to the other four kids? Because they, there's a spoiler at the end. There's a spoiler at the end. Yeah. You watched it past the credits. Mm-hmm, there's, mm-hmm. A bit of, there's a bit of a reveal. And I'm willing to bet it's a sibling in some capacity. That's I bet I'm you that's bet. the fifth child. I, I thought the fifth, the fifth but like that's too easy to go with. Like I thought yeah. it was the fifth one. Yeah, they, 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 at least that's what I want. I want the, the fifth kid. This yeah, I want the us, fifth kid because yeah. I want to see that. And I don't know uh, when uh, the guy, when he was giving his little exposition, there's a picture of her kind of ruling, like she's in a black dress, she's busty out, and then the two twins are kind of sitting there, like holding shop. Yeah, she's got a grimace on her face as if she's kind of evil now. Or it's like Hellboy. The, right? Did like what, did we get like a did we were we able to peer into the future and see mm-hmm. what Tresse becomes? That was interesting. Or, what if the father killed the sixth kid and kept the fifth kid alive and convinced the fifth kid they were really the sixth kid and convinced and convinced the God of War that? Because in order for the God of War to destroy everything, he needs the sixth kid. Mm. You know? Yeah, man. So We like, think he needs talk- the fifth kid to cause the sixth kid to do what they do. What the sixth kid can do what they do? Because the God of War said, I'm going to do what I need to do even without the fifth kid. You're going to do it for like, me. I'm clocking in. So, 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 so I need you to get on, get on board. So if I was the father, knowing that I would kill the sixth kid and keep the fifth kid. 
whatever it is, man, this was good yeah. storytelling because it story added though. layers and complexity mm-hmm. to an already complex story. And it really changed your perception because I'm almost seeing like Alton, you know, Tresse, I'm almost seeing him as like a villain. Yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah. That's what I'm saying. I'm yeah. And it's a lot of information out there that I don't know, right? And maybe yeah. you feel things in, right? But... Yeah, you like some like Letro, right here. like Letro, and this the son, the father was Letro's dad. Wrong, you killed my son. I'm yeah. getting revenge oh, for I my felt family. That dude, man. I like, did this is for you my family. You want to talk after he told? Yeah, after he told her to stay out of their business, yeah. so she comes to the office. He's in his human form, and he's basically. The accords are over with now. We 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 moving past that. You know, uh, we're finding out bigger way, better ways. And then she gets into a fight with his son. She kills him. Yeah, yeah. The block. Yeah, was I can't, I can't <laughs> at that point the block was hot, it. and she didn't have any real backup right anymore. Right, mm-hmm. the course was something that they signed with their dad. Like you're not your dad. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Why are we even respecting this? Like. <laughs> Hey, yeah. there's there was also uh, this there was after also, the massacre the dad did on the other other uh, the other yeah. tribes when, mm-hmm. the, when there, she went into the tree. There was also a little bit of the hint of her future gangster level, right? And mm-hmm. that is the the runner to the mistress of death. That lady, yeah. she came by and she was like, "Listen, I we just want to pay homage because we know what you're about to become." And she was and she kind of like waved. Tressa kind of like waved it off, and she's like, "Nah, that's not really me." But the, the when the, the goddess of death comes to you, like we want to be with you, right? That's a yeah, bad sign, goddess, right? Yes, is <laughs> like, well, whatever. We just want you to know we're on your side. We're, right. However, when Hades coming out, <laughs> right? When Hades comes to you and like, yeah, I'm supporting you. You gotta talk to team, like, what's going on here? Yeah, they yeah. saw the right on the wall, and they're like, we can go ahead and hedge our bets. We 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 with you. Yeah, <laughs> we with you. Yeah, just with you. We know what you are. Yeah. <laughs> All right, fellas. We've talked at nauseum. So let's go ahead and rate this thing. We'll we'll start with you, Chuck. Uh how how are you going to rate it? And for those out there, uh, shame on you if you're not listening before, but we appreciate all new uh we appreciate all new fans to the binge worthy podcast. Mm-hmm. We have a unique binge worthy rating scale. At a five, it is a binge out. That means you got everything that you needed for it. You watched it all back to back or you just really enjoyed this project. Then we have it at a four. That is a full meal. Now, it's not quite a binge out, but it satisfies you. You go to bed feeling good. It's it's a great meal. It was you really it was really respectful of your time. Then we have what's called a mini meal. And a mini meal is just it's just average. It's sustainable, but it's not great. It's not good. It's just sustainable. A snack is something at a number two. You know, it's not it's not sustaining at all. It's not that good. You're just sitting on the couch, comfort food. It's it's not good at all. And then we have a one, and that's a cringeworthy, and that's just some old bullshit. Like Chuck, <laughs> why the hell did you put this on the list? So speaking of Chuck, how you gonna rate this, bro? I'm going to be honest. I gave it a full binge out. I watched it twice. Uh, six episodes. My only problem is it's too short. I wish Netflix gave it four more episodes. Four more. I don't think it, it, it would have dropped the ball at all. It didn't drop the ball at all for me. 
uh, the little hose they had in it. I thought it was just picked up in episodes of this person's life, trying to figure things out. They didn't, they didn't spend too much time explaining who she was, what she was. Uh, all you know is she's a badass, and she does what she does, and she solves crimes. And that's it. I, I gave it a full binge out. I actually enjoyed it. The animation quality could have been better, but I understand where Netflix was with that. I thought this was a pilot season. Hopefully they give it a second season. And like they did Transformers the first season, they dumped way more money into the animation quality. Because second season of Transformers is far superior than the first season of Transformers as far as animation quality. Okay. I think All they right, can do so, the same thing for this. So we got a, we got a binge out. Chantel, bro, how you feel uh, uh, about Tresse? I, I I really enjoyed it. Um, the the story's good. Uh, the characters outside of the central character were were, were interesting. Um, they they were fun. You know, I, I definitely understood why why they were doing what they were doing. I thought the ending, the last two episodes were were very good. Uh, the first four were were, were decent. Um, for me, a full blown binge out is when I really do just binge it out. It's just, I, I just literally can't stop watching it. Unfortunately, this just wasn't that for me. I mm -hmm. did, not to say I didn't like it. I absolutely enjoyed it. It was good, but I just didn't feel compelled to be like, I have to see mm -hmm. the next one. I have to see the next one. So if there is a way, or I know we have those in-between ones. It's in between a four and a five, uh, a four and a half. It's just, it just barely fails, fails short of a five just because it just didn't have me nonstop with it, but I, I would absolutely recommend it. I'm looking forward to season two mm -hmm. and I enjoyed the run. So a four and a half. Yeah. So we'll, 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 we'll put that in a full meal, right? Is that fair? Yeah, we'll put it as a full meal. We'll ain't ain't no half dog. Ain't no yeah. half size. Right. Right. Ain't it's no halfway buffet, crooks right? out here. It ain't a big job. It's a buffet. <laughs> it's a but we got, we gonna put it as a full meal. All right. Full meal for me. So for me, I thought there were a lot of things that I really loved about this series. And one of the things that I loved about it, it was really a murder mystery. Mm -hmm. It was almost law and order in the mythical world. Like each episode had its, uh, its standalone episode. Mm -hmm. You could have picked up uh, anywhere from, I think from episode one to three and not missed anything, right? Mm -hmm. Because they were standalone. She was solving mysteries. So I, I really enjoyed that. And the fact that we were introduced to Filipino mythology, I just thought it was great. I, I love mythology and it's opened up my world to, you know, stepping outside of my comfort zone, you know, besides the Greek and the Latin, the Greek and the Roman, Egyptian, those, uh, those types of things. So it really opened up a whole new continent and a whole new expression of way of looking at things. I thought our protagonist was great. Uh, you know, even though she was a little stoic, I thought it was who she was. And I thought the actor did a good job of bringing that to life. You know, some stoicism mixed in with some humor sometimes and showing that she really did care about things. It was a fun ride. All of the other mythical creatures were extraordinary. Uh, I love this series. Uh, I wish they would have given it eight episodes at least. I could have done 10. So I am fully invested in the world of Tresse. I've got to give it a full binge out. Nice. Okay. Okay. So got what 14 14 divided by three yeah 4.66 so we're gonna round that up and we're gonna give it a full binge out okay yeah i hope season two i hope netflix renews it uh i wish it would have made the top 10 in netflix picks 
But outside of that, I thought it was this was amazing. It didn't make it didn't make the top ten. I, it's not in my top ten. I'm not sure if it's in your okay. U.S. top ten, but it's yeah, top okay. ten worthy. I think it is top ten worthy. If if yeah, that man, Michael I, Epps uh, uh, upstarts can be in the top ten, this can definitely be in the top ten. <laughs> <laughs> I feel it may have a slow burn too, as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, it may be like one of those series that may gain more momentum as word of mouth of its spreads. Like the like the initial opening weekend in the states may not have been number one, but it, it feels like slow burn material because it is good. It's good. Yeah. And sometimes when that it just takes a second, you know, I think it'll get overall views, but just maybe not the initial opening weekend views. Okay. Well, we're going to wrap things up. Uh, Centel, you got anything you want to say to the people before we head out? Uh, hey, just always check out Bingeworthy. I mean, as you can tell, we're gonna give some unique perspective. We're not at we're not at our final form because we are we are missing the the amazing uh, Courtney Wright and her insight right. as well. When all four of us get together, we do form like Voltron, and and, right. and it's a lot of fun. Um, but you know, the three Musketeers here, we could definitely get the job done as well. Please, please, please stay tuned on Wednesdays. Uh, at the same bat time, same bat channel. Mm-hmm. Um, and let us know uh, also within the chat and, and within our socials as well, if there's anything that, you know, you would recommend to us as well. That's about it for me. All right. What about you? What about you, boss, man? You got uh, anything you want to say? I just want to tell everybody, no, to definitely tune in. We have more to come, um, more shows. If you haven't watched Tresse, watch Tresse. We're celebrating Tresse. It's really big. This is this is for the Philam community, and this is for the Filipino community. They are separate. They're different communities from the same origins, of course. And I think this this is a good property that that, that threads the needle. It'd be like if there's an African African American story that combined together. I think we could act that this is what this is, and I and I think. This opens up a lot that we haven't seen before. I've I've learned a mythology about gods and creatures that I never heard of before, right. you know, and Absolutely. and I I I feel kind of naked. I was like, oh, this is how white people feel when learn anything about anybody else's culture. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good way to put it, my guy. And, and, and we have more guests coming on for the rest of the shows. We're like, we're celebrating. Like we have Jojo Aguilar. He's coming on tech Nubians. He's the art director for this project. And he's coming on with Ryan Benjamin, one of the greatest comic book writers and slash uh, art leads at Sony PlayStation's history. And they're going to sit there and they're going to vibe out. So I'm really excited about that. That's on Saturday. So and we have and Rodney is killing it, lining up guests. So shout out to my business partner, Rodney, for getting, getting, getting together. He was working with Earl. We literally have somebody from the show on our network. Earl is on the show. He's on a couple of shows. He did Possum Pan Green yesterday. They made a Tresse meal yesterday, which was awesome. So. That's all I have to say is like there's more to come. We have more shows. And like like Centel says, we're not in our final form yet. You know, Man. so yeah. Great discussion. It's been a great week for Tresse. And as at the Geekies Network, we are all about accurate representation. Carl, thank you. Let's give a shout out to Carl, our special guest. Mm-hmm. He killed it, man. He came in and just killed it. Oh. There's one more one more thing I want to say. Um uh, Go to Acapelago Books and buy Tresse. It's one of two Filipino bookstores in the whole entire country. Mm. There's only two of them. There's only two of them. So I'm telling people, you know, look, man, if you can go buy that book. 
Matter of fact, buy all their books. They got a bunch of books out there for us. Uh, we even have a link uh, for them. Hold on, hold on. Let me put the link. We have an affiliate link. So I'm going to put this in the chat for anybody that wants to buy any books on Filipino mythology or they want to buy Tresse. There's a link in the chat for you. Nice. And you can buy the book. And it's, and it's an affiliate link. They'll know that it came from us. And let you know that I'm not a cookies network. They're one of two Filipino bookstores in the whole entire country. You know how crazy that is? Could y'all imagine there's only two books, black bookstores in the whole entire country? Yeah, mm. Mm. yeah that's some perspective. Yeah. They've been around for 20-something <laughs> years. Mm. Killing it. Good call out. Good call out, Chuck. All right, everybody. Benji's, that concludes our show for the day. Thank you for tuning in. We got to give a shout out to our own in-house geniuses at Digital Click. They provide all the art that we have here. I am going to put their website into the chat. If you're looking for artwork or anything like that, don't hesitate to contact Digital Click. So please follow us on Twitch. And if you love what you see, please link your account. It won't cost anything to you, but it will mean the world to us. With that being said, thank you guys again for tuning in. We're going to be back here next week, Wednesday at 8 o'clock Pacific time. You mean Thursday. Thursday? Tomorrow's next week, Wednesday. Oh, you're right. You're right. Right. You're right. You're right. I'm lunching. I thought you meant talking about tomorrow's show. You're right. I'm, I'm, oh, well, if we want to talk me, about tomorrow's ignore show, me, ignore we me. got we got two thirds. We got two thirds of Geek Beast here. So tune in tomorrow at 730. And also listen to our ladies at Origins Illustrated. Uh our sister Courtney, uh Courtney Scott Wright is on there. We've got what Clarama and Catherine on there. Yep. So these ladies are dynamic, they're insightful, and they really know their stuff. So please tune in to Origins Illustrated. And with that being said, everybody have a great night and we'll talk to you later. Peace. Peace. <laughs>